0: everybody it's michelle jackson and i'm here today to talk to another amazing author from the black writer's workspace page we had a few technical hiccups we were supposed to start at four o'clock it's four twenty-five. however we're here and um we have cheryl middleton who is a children's book author she's here also to talk about her book all things stay the same and we are going to just enjoy this time with her although she's sitting in the car Um, And we're going to make this work because we wanted to make sure we got this in. All things the same. I'm sorry, I misspoke um, initially about the title of her book, but it is a children's book for disabled youth and it talks about autism and how to empower and inspire our youth that that are living with autism and their parents. And so I'm very excited to have her. I think it's a very timely, topic, something that we can all learn from. And so please join me in having her on the screen. And also join me on July the 30th because Cheryl Middleton is gonna be at the book relaunch party that takes place on Friday, July 30th from 5 to 9 PM. She's one of our exhibitors. And that's why I'm so excited to have her as well because you can come out, you can meet with her live. You can talk to her about your books or you can buy books from her. And that, that's what this is all about. So over the next couple of days, you're going to see my face a lot interviewing speakers for our Writers' Symposium and our exhibitors for our book fair. This is part of the package. So if you still want to exhibit at the book for, book fair, please do so. And you can do that by going to boothcentral.com and looking up the Black Writers' Workspace Book Relaunch Party and Book Fair. So let's have Cheryl on the screen. Hey, how you doing?
1: Hi, Michelle, thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Thank
0: you. Thank you. I know we had a little hiccup earlier. It happens. It's technology. It's something we cannot control. That's what technology has proven to us that we cannot control it. And so, but we're here now and we want to take this opportunity to learn about you and to learn about your book. So tell us about all things the same.
1: Sure. So my story, All Things the Same, is about a character named Peter who um, has autism and he likes everything to be the same. And if you know anything about autism, you will know one of the common characteristics that all children and adults with autism have, they are very resistant to change. And, you know, as human beings, we are all creatures of habit, but, you know, changes and things are, and we shrug it off and we go on our way. But to someone that falls under, you know, with autism spectrum disorder, it can, you know, be really unsettling for them, create a lot of anxiety, and this is just a common characteristic that is known with any child or adult that has autism. So what I noticed, the impetus for writing the book, I always work with children, um, that have special needs because I am a special education teacher. And every year I have at least one child in my class that has autism. And, you know, I just learned so much from my students. And I noticed when I would look at books, children's books, about children with autism, I didn't see something with a positive message. And that was a little concerning to me. And I understand that autism does have its challenges. And I do understand, you know, there is a place for books with you know, explaining to siblings about how, you know, their brother or sister might be older, but they might developmentally act younger than them and trying to teach the sibling how to have patience and what to look out for. But it's always something that has kind of a negative connotation. So it's kind of like looking at autism as, you know, a life sentence if there's nothing positive out of it so i did want to create a story with a positive message and actually my character peter he is a hero in this story so it does put a different spin on it i think it's very empowering for children with special needs to know that you know even though you might have you know a learning difference or disability It does not mean that it has to be a life sentence for negativity and misery, that you can still, you know, make great gains, accomplish goals, you know, Mm -hmm. in spite of whatever challenges you may have. And I think it's important for children that are, as you say, non-disabled to see and read these books as well, to understand, like, you know, I don't need to look at children that are different from me as it's something negative or it's a burden because mm-hmm. everybody has a place in this world
0: absolutely and everybody
1: can contribute you know to this world absolutely. in a positive manner
0: you know you 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 talk about peter being the hero in your book and i'm sure that he is definitely the hero in your book however you are a hero to all of us because as a special needs teacher you are giving back so much to all of us. And um, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, wow, where did this come from? <laughs> um, my mother taught school for years. And so just listening to you talk mm-hmm. makes me think of her. Um, wow, I can't believe I'm crying. I never cried. <laughs> so I just want to say that. <laughs> but um, i'm very very happy to have someone on the screen who's done so much great work with kids because it means a great deal i have friends who have kids with autism i can only imagine the fear that they had going into something so difficult when there was so little information out there for so long so to know now that we have teachers who are so educated and who are um, equipped to write books and to inform and to provide the type of resources that our parents need in order to be successful at raising a happy, happy and healthy youth. I want to talk to you though, about some of the words that are used that are, that we need to better, uh, that we need to change when we talk about kids with disabilities, because I feel like, you know, we as writers, we're wordsmiths, right? We're here to make it all, uh, make, make it all make sense. And we are we want to be experts at using the right terms when we're talking about different things. And for you as a special ed ed teacher, you know, I grew up hearing certain terms that are now no longer politically correct when it comes to youth with disabilities. And so I, I, I just wanted to ask you about some of the terminology. What is the right way? How do you. Talk about this issue with people. What are the terms that we need to correct so that we're not demeaning, or um, or you know, or downplaying what the condition is, and that that we can understand that youth with autism can have with autism can have a very healthy life. What are some of those terms? Just throw them at me because I know you hear them all the time.
1: Okay, so I try to stay away from using the word. Um, yeah autistic, I'll say a child or an adult with autism. And the only reason why I do that, because I think autistic, it kind of gives a connotation that it's, you know, a person has roots and you know, it kind of gives a negative connotation. So I do try to say, you know, people with autism, a child with autism, I try to stay away from autistic. Um, Also in terms of autism, just to give a little background for anybody that might not know what autism is, it is a developmental disorder um, which inhibits you from interacting um, with others socially and it also, you know, really gives you a difficult time communicating as well. So usually when people have children, you know, you have those developmental milestones when you go to the pediatrician. And, you know, you might say, hmm, if I it's your first child, you might say, you know what, I don't see my child reaching these milestones. Mm-hmm. And the best person to reach out to would be, you know, your pediatrician. If your child is school age, reach out to the teacher. You know, you do need a medical diagnosis to be diagnosed with autism. And there is a broad spectrum under the ASD, the autism spectrum disorder umbrella. You could be what they say high functioning, meaning mm-hmm. that, you know, you have above average to, you know, superior intelligence, um, but you still have those characteristics, the, the difficulty to communicate with others, it, you know, really resistant to change. And those people... You kind of coin them as having Asperger's, and that's what they call high-functioning, which I don't like to use the word high functioning so I'll say Asperger's, but that's what that means. So you usually have someone with, you know, above average to superior intelligence, but you can tell a little awkward social situations, um, very resistant to change, may become irritated if there is a change in schedule and you can't quite know why, and that's the anxiety coming out because Mm -hmm. what you know annoys us a little bit think of like a hundred times thousand times more irritating to that person um there is no cure for autism at this time Um, as children develop and they get older you can see some of the characteristics they may lessen um the children will learn um compensatory strategies with all of the support that they'll receive they should receive full so that they're able to you know kind of acclimate in today's society but usually children are diagnosed by the time they're 18 months old um and i just wanted to give you a little background on that
0: that's great
1: great. Mm -hmm. with autism autism can also along with another special need so you could have autism and you could have ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. You could have autism and you have a developmental disability, which we used to say years ago, mental retardation. Mm -hmm. So there are many things that can go in line with autism.
0: Okay. Well, tell me something about writing this book. Talk to us about the process and what it is that you learned about yourself in writing the book. You were telling me before we got on that you started you started this book a while back, you tried to get it published, it kind of sat there for a while and then you picked it up. What, talk yeah. to us about that experience and what did you learn about yourself?
1: I learned that I'm a procrastinator and <laughs> I need to work on that because it took me so long to publish, and I would send out, you know, the manuscript to the various the children's writer publishing book, and I would get it every year, and I would send it out to these different publishing houses, and you get sometimes you get letters back, sometimes you don't get anything, and you just have to realize, you know, it's really, really difficult to get a children's book published, so if you're getting those rejection letters to all of my fellow authors, Don't let it um, discourage you because that's the norm. Most of the manuscripts go into what's called a slush pile. And it's like every once in a while, it's kind of like getting into the MBA. It's it's (laughs) really, really difficult and very, very special. So years went by and I said to myself, you know what, I have to do something with this book. I'm compelled to publish it. And I said, you know what, I will just self publish it. So I thought to myself, I need an illustrator, and my oldest child, my daughter, she's. In, um,
0: so, Cheryl, we're having we're having some.
1: Time. Is, um, Can you hear me? We have animation some illustration. So, my daughter okay. Moana, she illustrated the book, which is really special because it's my first.
0: okay we're having some technical difficulties um and i know it's because of location and just i can hear you
1: yeah okay my daughter moana she illustrated the book and it's very special it was definitely a labor of love for her because she's it's more of a oh
0: Like I see, we're having some technical difficulties okay. um, for a number of reasons, but nonetheless okay. I wanted to have her on, and um, we're going to bring her back at some point because um, first and foremost, we want to make sure we get through this interview because it's very important. It's still going to be out there and uh, it will be uploaded to our podcast, but I wanted to spend a little bit more time with Cheryl. So we're going to definitely bring her back at some point. I think we've got you back. Are you good now? Can you, can you hear me can you
1: hear me i can hear you just fine yes okay can you hear
0: okay. me? okay we, we were having some some difficulties but that's okay that's okay i mean it happens it's what happens when you go live and people probably want to know why don't i take these but i don't take them because i i like the natural flow of a conversation and i just cried so i've got to i am amazing myself something i rarely do but i do love teachers and i love what you do and um i know we had to kind of Cut this short because I have to go into another um, interview, but I did want to wrap up by letting you tell everybody where to get your book um, and to inter- invite them out to, uh, to your booth on July the 30th.
1: Okay, so everyone, you're welcome to come see me on July 30th. Book can be published on Amazon if you just type in all things the same. So this is the book right here. And you can also reach out to me at Cheryl middle That's my Instagram. And I have on there my website page and also a link to the Amazon site. But it's called All Things the Same. And, you know, I hope you enjoy reading it as much as I may, you know, I enjoy creating it. And I thank you so much, Michelle, for having me.
0: Absolutely. I want to tell everybody to go out and get Cheryl's book. I need you to have this on your shelf. If you're like me, you have friends that have um, kids with autism and they're doing a remarkable job. And people like Cheryl help us to move the needle in understanding these conditions and to make sure that we are being fair and equitable on how we handle people with this particular disability. A disability doesn't mean that you won't have a great life. It doesn't mean that you can't be happy and have love and and, and laugh and all those different things. And that's what I love so much about her book. The fact that Peter is the hero and uh, he's a little young, young man um, who has autism. So, Cheryl, thank you so much for being with us. Um, I hate that we had so many technical uh, challenges. However, we got through the interview and we're going to bring you back again. Cheryl is going to be at the Black Writers Workspace Virtual Book Fair And that's on Friday, July the 30th. So come out and meet with her, please. I really do ask that you do that and to buy her book. That's what's important. We are mostly self-published authors. Many of us self-published for choice. It was our decision to do so because it is so difficult to get a publishing deal. We wanted the world to see and to read our stories and so that's why she's doing what she's doing she's an expert in working with these with this with youth with disabilities and so for having her to write a book about autism is so remarkable and so thank you so much for everything that you do and for being here i know you're in new york uh well long island i'm in new orleans um maybe one day we'll cross paths somewhere i would love to love to do that okay thank you so much
1: Thank you for having me, Michelle. Good evening, everyone. Have a great night.
0: So everyone, thank you so much um, for helping us to get through that interview. There's always, you know, chance that there's a technical difficulty here or there. And so I'm happy to um, have had her. I think that uh, we're gonna definitely bring her back so that we can talk uh, longer about her book. But I do encourage everyone to join us on July 30th to meet with Cheryl and to purchase her book. Thank you.